Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dotson, pastor of JF Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Matthew chapter 17, verse 18 says, Jesus rebuked the demon and it went out of him and the boy was cured from that hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why weren't we able to cast it out? Herein Jesus does what he does best. He handles the crisis and he handles the crisis because they could not and because we cannot. The apostles were still learning about this faith thing, just just the way so many of us are today. And like children, they ask, why, why? He said to them, verse 20, because of your unbelief. For most certainly I tell you, if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you will tell this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. Now some claim that this verse is the magic wand for all believers by which to wish our way to prosperity and comfort and freedom from sickness and pain. Many today preach this kind of prosperity doctrine. If you can muster enough faith. But once again, faith is only as good as what it's placed in. So faith is believing in Jesus in this passage, not just in his abilities, oh, but more. It's not a belief that he will do something, but more that he can do it, and he will do it if it fits his grand plan. Faith in Christ is believing in his plan and his will. Faith in Christ is believing in him. So for us, the real question would be, is it his will? that a mountain move from here to there? Verse 21 says, but this kind doesn't go out except by prayer and fasting. The answer Jesus gives can leave us wanting. How would the apostles have known that such a trial was looming on the horizon in in order to have even prepared by prayer and fasting? Well, the answer is clear if we think about it. Those kind of trials are always looming on the horizon. Thus, we must always be prepared. We must always be praying and fasting. Many of us today want to ignore God on some level and then only suit up for battle when the enemy is at the door. And so often, frankly, it's too late at that point. We often treat Jesus like an airbag in our car. You know, He's there in an emergency. We haven't trained ourselves for battle, nor do we really know how to wage war with a dangerous and aggressive foe. The battle gear described in Ephesians 6, well, that's not something you want to put on in a moment of warfare. But rather, it is the new skin, if you will, for those who seriously long to battle the enemy to further the kingdom of God. Because we need to know today that facing difficulties and trials from Satan, well, that's not optional. It will happen. Ours is to simply decide how we want to face him. Vulnerable and weak or armed and ready. 
verse 22 begins, While they were staying in Galilee, Jesus said to them, The Son of Man is about to be delivered up into the hands of men, and they will kill him, and the third day he will be raised up. And they were exceedingly sorry. Several times in Scripture, Jesus told the apostle, apostles of his impending death that such was how he would fulfill his mission. Yet the apostles either refused to hear his words or failed to understand the ramifications of just what he was saying. Verse 23 leads us to assume that they got it. Yet when it all went down, they actually seemed blind to what was happening and where it was all going. Now I wish I could say that modern man was different, but no, we have for 2,000 years followed blindly behind these men who just didn't get it. The words Jesus spoke are clear if we read them with eyes wide open and hearts ready to receive. And they still are. Innumerable cause and effect scenarios are presented throughout Scripture. Even so, how often we fail to receive and act prior to such occurrences. Like these apostles, we must actually hear what we are listening to. Verse 24 begins with, When they came to Capernaum, those who collected the drachma coins came to Peter and said, Doesn't your teacher pay the drachma? And he said, Yes. But when he came to the house, Jesus anticipated him saying, What do you think, Simon? From whom do the kings of the earth receive toil and tribute? From their children or from strangers? And Peter said to him, From strangers. And Jesus said to him, Therefore, the children are exempt. There is a constant battle today within the greater church often the world at large, as to our responsibilities and accountabilities to a government and a world that we have openly acknowledged as not our own. Now Jesus admits the same here in these verses. Yet, we must make note that he did indeed pay the tax. Those who raise the Bible up today and thereby claim that they are outside of such obedience should heed the specific actions of their Messiah here. More on this, chapter 22, 15-22, if you're keeping notes today. Why would Jesus do such a thing? If he didn't have to pay, why would he? The scripture tells us that because he, quote, desired not to offend, end quote. If so, why do we seemingly go out of our way so often to do just the opposite? Romans 12:18 says, if it is possible, as much as it is up to you, be at peace with all men. Romans 14:19. so then let's follow after things which make for peace and things by which we may build one another up. 1 Thessalonians 4, 10 and 11 says, But we exhort you, brothers, that you abound more and more, and that you make it your ambition to lead a quiet life, and to do our own business, and to work with our own hands, even as we instructed you. 
You see, the life in the example of Christ was to live our lives facing the eternal. The battleground is not, at least at this point, with the government. It is with sin, not to mention the ongoing war with our flesh. We are so often in danger, it seems, of losing track of just whom we are to be fighting, if we haven't already abandoned that search altogether. There may indeed come a day that we will need to practice some spiritual or civil disobedience. But until they tell us we cannot pray or raise our children in Christ or worship or preach the word, we need to keep our eyes on the battle line. Verse 27, Jesus went on, But lest we cause him to stumble, go to the sea, cast a hook, take up the first fish that comes up. And when you've opened its mouth, you'll find a coin. And take that and give it to them for me and you. Now, we would not want to be in a hurry here to leave this passage and overlook a very important secondary issue. It would be by faith that Peter would be obedient to Jesus that day in this final verse of chapter 17. Peter was a professional fisherman who used nets, said David Gusick, Pastor David Gusick. Not a hook in a line, he says. He goes on and says, it must have humbled Peter to fish like this manner. And we can imagine that he hoped none of his other fishermen friends saw him trying to catch one fish at a time. I can't help but wonder perhaps if it was just a tepid obedience that day. One can easily put themselves in Peter's place and feel the natural mixed emotions of the desire to both obey but thinking how incredulous the instructions were. I think it's important to know that not everything our Lord will ask us to do will make sense. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Pastor Tim and JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.